Act Five of The Law Against Lovers by William Davenant. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Act Five, Scene One. Enter Duke and Isabella. You told me, daughter, that the marshal has your brother's pardon sealed and i shall watch all means to keep him safe lest angelo should turn his clemency into revenge do not the assurance of his freedom buy with hazard of a virgin's liberty i shall with patience follow your instruction night shady curtains are already drawn and you shall hear strange news before the dawn exit duke enter francisca is the good father gone yes sister and has left my breast in peace a bell rings this bell does nightly warn us ere we sleep to appease offend heaven let us go pray that the world's crimes may vanish with the day exeunt enter benedick escalus beatrice viola lucio singing a chorus within your brother sir has an unquiet mind tis late and he would take his rest we'll sing him to sleep shall he who should live lean with care of the whole commonwealth grow fat with sleep like a greenland bear rulers are but mortal and should have rest a statesman should take a nap in his chair and only dream of sleep these great tame lions of the law who make offenders of the weak should still seem watchful and like wild lions sleep with their eyes open is night a season for singing we'll sing like nightingales and they sing at night take heed for the grand watch does walk the round signor when did you hear of nightingales taken by the watch madam we'll sing the governor may come if he please and sigh to the chorus i'll bear no part sir in your song nor in your punishment exit Escalos. our ruler has got the vertigo of state the world turns round in his politic pate he steers in a sea where his course cannot last and bears too much sail for the strength of his mast let, let him plot all he can like a politic man yet love though a child may fit him the smarter the line such an arrow will find as with an old trick shall hit him sure angelo knows love's party is strong love melts like soft wax the hearts of the young and none are so old but they think on the taste and weep with remembrance of kindnesses past let him plot all he can like a politic man yet love though a child may fit him the smarter the line such an arrow will find as with an old trick shall hit him love in the wisest is held a mad fit and madness in fools is reckoned for wit the wise value love just as fools wisdom prize which when they can't gain they seem to despise let him plot all he can like a politic man yet love though a child may fit him the smarter the line such an arrow will find as with an old trick shall hit him 
Cold cowards all perils of anger to shun To dangers of love they leap when they run The valiant in frolic did follow the boy When he led them a dance from Greece to old Troy let him plot all he can, like a politic man, yet love, though a child, may fit him. The smarter the line, such a narrow will find, as with an old trick shall hit him. Enter Balthazar. Behind the garden of the Augustines your friends attend. You must be sudden, if it be successful. I come. Bid Lucio in a whisper to retire and to expect my orders at St. Lawrence Gate. Lady, though you deny sleep to my brother, yet you may do well to allow a little of it to yourself. It grows late, and Viola, methinks, begins to lose an eye with watching in your service. I love watching and dancing too in moonshine nights, like any fairy. Can whispers hide your business, Benedict, when you are such a weathercock that with but looking on you I can quickly find where the wind sits? Well, I wish you some danger, that you may get the more honour. Exeunt several ways. Enter Angelo Escalus. It is not just I should rebuke them for their harmony of mind. That were to show their rage and envious malice of the devil which quarrels with the good, because they have that happiness which he can ne'er enjoy. My lord, I find you sick for want of rest, and grieve to hear you say the cause of your disease is in yourself. No sickness, Aeschylus, can be more dangerous than mine, of which the cause is known to that physician who enjoins me to despair of cure. Your words amaze me. Enter first servant. To arms, my lord, to arms! The ancient citizens awaked in terror by the insulting youth, who in loud throngs marched through the streets to the parade. Hence, coward, thou art frighted by thy dream. Exit servant. Enter second servant. Arm, arm, my lord. Your brother is revolted. Heading a body of disbanded officers, he is in skirmish with your guards to rescue Claudio from the law. My brother grown my public enemy? This iteration sounds like truth. I was just now sending to declare Claudio's pardon and to hasten his and Juliet's liberty. You purposed well. But your performance was too slow. Enter first servant. Tis said the marshal of your guards is slain. That's a surprise of fortune, for he had Claudio's pardon, and, had he shown it, might perhaps have quenched the mutiny. My armour, and command my guard of Switzes to march, and to make good the pass which leads to St. Jago's port. Haste, Aeschylus, and bid Montano make a sally from the citadel. Exeunt several ways. Enter Duke Provost. Lock up your prisoners and secure the gates. I did suspect by Lucio's menacings that Benedict would Claudio liberty attempt by force, and therefore did provide for opposition to attend the assault. Forty selected from the guards without I have drawn in. Are they entered? They are, and bolder Sino does command them. The expedient which, in haste, I have prescribed, will in extremity be fit to use, though when you threaten it men may think you cruel. Father, I'll strictly follow your advice. Offer a parley from the battlements. Be careful, valiant provost, of your charge, and heaven take care of you. 
I'll through the postern lead you out. Your function will protect you. Exeunt. Enter Benedict, Balthazar, officers. Remove the marshal straight where surgeons may attend his wound, which is not mortal, though his loss of blood deprive him of his speech. A squadron of the guards, at our approach, retired into the prison, to make good the gates against assault. Their sudden fear begot that policy, rather to make conditions for themselves than for the place. The provost will be obstinate. It may be safer for him to preserve his courage for some other use. Enter Lucio, Duke. Father Fox the Friar is stolen out of his hole, and is going to make a visit to the geese of his parish. Lucio, let him pass. If you give quarter to the enemies of lovers, you will be followed in your next war by none but decrepit old soldiers. The youth will all forsake you. Unhand him straight. We must, in reverence to his function, make him free. Peace be with your lordship. Take care of lovers in your orisons, and the rather, because, praying for them, you pray for the duke. Remember that, friar. If e'er I see the duke, sir, he shall know how much he is obliged to you. Lucio, be steadfast in your station. Exeunt Duke Lucio. Provost from the battlements. Look up! The provost does relent. He seems inclined to parley. May fortune serve the valiant Benedict in all attempts, but when he does invade the forts of law, where justice would secure the trophies of her victories. Provost, I take your greeting well, and wish your courage more success than you and your resistance now are like to find. You are too wise to talk of law to those who mean to justify their actions by their swords. My lord, some honour I have gotten in the face of enemies, and will not lose it in the sight of friends. You must give Claudio and Julietta liberty, and then your other prisoners and yourself shall undisturbed be at your own dispose. Claudio, by sentence, is condemned, and sure my office does engage my honour to make good the sentence of the law. Provost, we come not here to make a war, like women with vain words. Accept of peace by yielding that which I would gain by a request, or else expect the worst event of force. Your force I will oppose, and when my temper is too much provoked, perhaps the extremity may make me show you such an object as will hurt your eyes. Enter Lucio. My lord, retire to face your brother's power, which now is doubled by a sally from the citadel. Make good the passage at St. Lawrence Gate. And, whilst my squadron does advance, you, Balthazar, must march at distance with the rear. Orsino, range your partisans. Tis now our time to make a sally, too. Exeunt. Clashing of arms within. Enter Beatrice, Viola, Lackey. Sister, sister, can we not hide ourselves? Fear nothing, Viola, till you are in love. But then our faces we like woodcocks hide whilst foolish fear which is in women's shame makes us but tempt the fowler to give aim enter first page madam all's our own well speak you were one of those messengers who lost his wages by his diligence running so fast to bring good news that he wanted breath to utter it count benedict's a most substantial man would the sun were up that his friends might see how he stands to it whilst his enemies fly from him he is a substance fit to stand to the sun to make a shadow, and being the substance, Lucio must be the shadow. If Benedict fly first, Lucio will not fail to follow him. 
there is no end of count benedict's valour valiant without end that is stout to no purpose enter second page oh madam count benedict is lost how this foolish boy was ever given to lying lackey go out and bring me truth such truth as i shall like or else return no more madam all the maids oh peace your intelligence comes from the laundry well i fear the news may be true then they know what they say carlo tell it me page and viola whisper my eyes are not prophetical perhaps they melt too soon lost valiant benedick lost by thy noble kindness for my sake who whilst i pitied claudio in his danger had of thy safety no indulgent care enter balthazar madam pardon my haste which is as rude as any unseasonable visit tell me i pray the business of this night count benedick began it with success who to redeem unhappy claudio from the arms of death and juliet from the shame of public penance did assault the guards attending near the prison gate and at the first encounter did disperse that force this is no wonder for an honour's game where many throw at the last great stake life as if twere but light gold young gamesters oft are lucky the provost offered parley but denied to yield the prisoners and the cause which made him obstinate grew quickly evident by old montano's sally from the citadel and angelo's advance with all his zwits these were by valiant benedick repulsed i'm not sorry now that i have his picture for the vain gentleman will quickly grow so altered by success that without his image i should hardly know him lord angelo would have retired into the citadel but in the strife of that retreat brave benedick received a wound a wound oh, excuse me balthazar if i assume the feeling of your friendship to him and pity him for your sake the wound was slight and rather served to augment his courage than to waste his strength well i'll allow him courage pray proceed with many shouts saluted he again summoned the provost who enraged at our resistance of his sally from the prison licensed his anger even to cruelty for as a dire expedient to prevent the occasion of a new assault he doomed young claudio to endure the bloody axe and from the battlements showed us his head enough oh, your story grows too dismal to be heard dead claudio yet is more happy than living juliet pray be brief if you have any other sorrows to reveal the cruel provost having thus provoked count benedick he straight prepares to storm the prison and the assault was scarce begun when suddenly our sovereign duke breaks forth from the dark cloud of that disguise in which it seems he hath remained concealed in turin the duke in town most visibly in person and in power for by his high command victorious benedick is now with conquered angelo and both are prisoners to the provost sudden and strange lord angelo is kept from visitants to make him ignorant of what is past and by the strictness of the guards to benedick tis whispered and suspected that he will be sentenced for rebellion i'll to the duke he's full of clemency a prince who by forgiving does reclaim and tenderly preserve for noble use many whom rigid justice by exemplar death would make for ever useless to the world tis fit you hasten to him in his own arms he bred my infancy 
He ever yielded to me when I sued for men who had no other plea to get their pardon but their misery. And sure he'll not deny me when in tears I kneel for valiant Benedick. Exeunt. Enter Duke in his own habit. Escalus, Provost, Friar Thomas, Attendants. In favour of that power which I did leave in Angelo's possession as my substitute, I have relieved him from his brother's fury. But Angelo, in his short government, disfigured and disgraced that fair resemblance which he wore of me by many blemishes. Though your accustomed clemency should give him leave to use his eloquence in Owen's defence, yet he would silence it, and hope for no relief but from your gracious mercy. Provost, he is your prisoner now with Benedict. Take care they do not meet. Sir, they are severed under watchful guards. Tis well. Go, do what further I enjoined you. I humbly beg your highness pardon for my ignorance of what you were when you were pleased to make your visits in disguise. You need no pardon, but have merited my thanks and favour. Exit Provost. Is it your highness's will that I attend you? I've left your habit, but will ne'er forsake your company nor counsel. Father, now you must make haste, and do as I directed. I shall be diligent in both of your commands. Exit Friar Thomas. You, Aeschylus, complain of being wronged by having been made ignorant of all these evils past. I left you not to sleep away your time. If you vouchsafe me not your pardon, I shall with shame receive my punishment, though it is better to be ignorant than to be guilty. Enter Beatrice, Viola, two pages, Lackey. As virtuous virgins by their vows to heaven have brought you here, so may their prayers preserve you long amongst us. I thank you, beauteous maid. But I perceive affliction in your eyes. Whence does it come? I am a lowly suitor to your highness. I hope you are not so unfortunate as to desire a benefit, which I unwillingly shall grant. If no offenders were, then sovereign power would have no use of mercy. Though Benedict has much offended, yet forgive that valour which by yours was bred, and let him not be lost who was misled. Your heart is altered since I saw you last. Can Benedict in his affliction now prevail? and be petitioned for by you who scorned him when he did in triumph sue this riddle i will leave to aeschylus give me a quick account of it i shall consider and take care of your request exeunt several ways enter angelo friar thomas in the perplexity of fight when i was forced to a retreat I did suppose my brother to procure the people to his side, had published but in artifice the Duke's return. The Duke is certainly in town, and has, during the time of your vice-regency, remained here in disguise. He did converse with Isabella, and continually received from her true knowledge of her griefs, and by what art you have afflicted her. Oh, father, I am lost. Could you suppose you were your brother's prisoner here? In the dark mist of our encounter I was led to that mistake. T'was a mistake indeed, for Benedict's your fellow-prisoner now, and under strict command. I know him noble, though by passion urged this outrageous violence against my ill-disposed authority, and had he now been free, I easily should have hoped his favour with the Duke might have procured my peace and pardon too. 
but in my strict restraint how father did you get this visit by an especial leave to comfort you enter provost the provost has perhaps occasion of concernment with you i'll take leave a while exit friar my lord with blushes i appear in the presence of your most unhappy fortune ashamed of my authority but tis your highness will that you should now be subject to my power who have been long governed by yours you will be civil to me provost if you think i am contented with this charge you are so well prepared for grief that i may now ask leave to tell you he whom you did hastily condemn was with dispatch as fatal as your sentence executed who can you mean the unhappy claudio is he executed the marshal had his pardon sealed the marshal who is now in hope of cure was by his wound last night in the first charge deprived of speech so by the law of destiny your purposed remedy against your law was known too late for to divert the fury of the assault by taking from his friends that hope which was the cause of strife i did appoint him for the axe and from our battlements showed them his head all my sinister stars have met at once in consultation how to ruin me a moment ere his death a friar who was official here did marry him to juliet and therefore now i come to know how far you by your plentiful estate will please to give subsistence to his mourning widow you know that his possessions and her dowry he dying guilty by the sentence of the law are both confiscate to the duke my bosom is too narrow for this grief i give her all i have enter Escalos. my lord i grieve to tell you that the duke as a reward to isabel's virtue for her sufferings has already by his promise given her the intended confiscation of your lands and treasure tis righteously bestowed but where alas she having all is juliet's recompense let's leave him signor to his thoughts exit provost how wisely fate ordained for humankind calamity which is the perfect glass wherein we truly see and know ourselves how justly it created life but short for being incident to many griefs had it been destined to continue long fate to please fools had done the wise great wrong enter isabella i come my lord to see you in eclipse you did too hurtful to mine eyes appear when with your glory you did fill your sphere is it revenge that hath this visit bred or are you hither by compassion led with no revenge nor pity i comply but come perhaps in curiosity as in a great eclipse the curious run to inform themselves exactly of the sun for when his light is lessened they see more of his unevenness than they saw before the spots in him only imagined be but all reported stains are true in me as your confession of the worst of you seems now to utter more than does seem true so of the best of you which is your love perhaps you told much more than you could prove in an ill season you require a test to assure you of that love which i professed when i can offer nothing that is fit to be a pledge to make you credit it since all i had is by the duke as due to injured virtue freely given to you take back your wealth improperly consigned to me who prize no wealth but of the mind how isabel 
would you a present make of such a gift as you disdain to take? It would more worthy of your bounty prove to keep such trifles, and to give me love. But I would have what you can never give. Claudio is dead, whose life should make me live. I shall redeem you now from half your fear. I must be gone, but Claudio shall appear. Exit. What may this mean? Virgin so soft as she can never pleasure take in cruelty. Heaven often wonders does propitious grow. Fortune no faster ebbs than it can flow. Enter Claudio Giulietta. Let those who lost their youth retire to graves. Death's closets, but though there be privacy, yet there is never use of thoughts. Let us thank heaven that we have life, since we together may enjoy it. From a wild tempest where we both were lost, heaven lands us strangely on a flowery coast. Since none could thus recovered be by heaven, were not the crimes which lost them quite forgiven, let us express a kind forgiveness to. Honour, would that without religion do? Are you the mortal substances of forms which you resemble, Claudio and Julietta, yet, like immortal angels, can so much of good forgiveness speak? What act hath Angelo severely done, for which his brother Benedict hath not by kindness ample satisfaction given? How is this wonder to be understood? Enter Benedict. The provost, brother, has to happy purpose deceived us by the death of Bernardine. Let us embrace and mutually exchange forgiveness. Sure, our offences to each other will admit excuse, since the authority of mighty love did sway us both. This meeting has much comfort in it, though it be in prison. Enter Beatrice Viola. Where is the rebel? No rebel, lady, to your power. If you had erred that way, you had never been forgiven. But you may offend your prince as often as you please. There's your pardon. Gives him a paper sealed. I hope you will not undo me. How so, sir? I'm afraid tis a license for marriage. No, sir. Plays that end so begin to be out of fashion. Do you not see your cousin Juliet? She has been advised by a bald dramatic poet of the next cloister to end her tragicomedy with Hymen the old way. Beatrice salutes Julietta. Alas, poor cousin, love has led thee a dance through a brake of thorns and briars. Madam, take heed. Though he be blind, he may find the way to lead you too. Warrant ye, I'll run from that foolish boy, and then let him try to overtake me. A shout within. The, the, duke, duke, the, duke, the duke, the duke, the duke, the duke. Enter Duke, Isabella, Escalus, Provost, Friar Thomas, Guards, Attendants, Balthazar, Lucio, behind the rest. The motive which last caused my visits to this prison was to give good counsel and to reclaim the ill-advised. But now I come to countenance the reclaimed, I can relate your latter story, Angelo and am not ignorant benedict of yours but in remembrance of your former merits i forget your late attempts your highness makes an hourly conquest of our hearts and we must humbly bow in thankfulness for your continual clemency the eye of power does not alone observe the heights but lower regions of the world i have a convert here whom i would see call bernardine is he alive i am more willingly appeased because the fury of the last encounter has not lost me any of my subjects' lives. The marshal's free from danger of his wound. 
and as the military sword has not prevailed so far as life so justice with contrition satisfied did sheathe up hers enter jailer fool bernardine there's no harm yet i hope we shall all scape the provost whose fidelity i shall reward did in the storm preserve from rack this penitent and from the battlements deceived you with the head of one who of a natural sickness died in the prison under your highness's favour i suspected afar off that twas not bernardine's by a small wart upon his left eyelid you were not bid to speak no and please your highness nor wish to hold my peace lucio you will be talking remember bernardine your vows to heaven and so behave yourself in future life then i shall ne'er repent my mercy i am your highness's debtor for this life and for the occasion of that happiness which may succeed it after death is there not father in this company one too much troubled with a liberal tongue who hath traduced me to a brother of your cloister yes sir and here behold the man who i father i know you not no sir but i know you i shall be glad sir of your acquaintance for my confessor is lately dead but lucio you perhaps would know me too should i again put on the habit which i wore when boldly to my face you did traduce me in this prison if your highness forgiving now so many will pardon me too i'll hereafter hang a padlock at my lips and this good father shall keep the key of it your slanders lucio cannot do me harm be sorrowful and be forgiven thy mother hath bewitched thee the right way for no sword can pierce thee think me not singular because i did myself a while depose for many monarchs have their thrones forsaken for a cloistral life and i perhaps may really that habit take which i have worn but in disguise that were to undo the world by leaving it whilst so you seek imagined happiness we all shall find essential misery my resolutions are not soon removed i'm old and weary of authority but ere i leave it quite since i have no successors of my own let me dispose of best advantages to those whom i esteem who may enjoy my power lend me chaste isabella your fair hand which with your heart i dedicate to angelo he now sufficiently that virtue knows which he too much too curiously has tried i have so long your counsel followed with success as i am taught not to suspect much happiness will still attend the obedience which does yield to your command i fear my joys are grown too great to last i have a good occasion benedict to thank you now for your successful toils and victory in the milan war for which in ample recompense i give you but the heart which i perceive you had before the witty war which you so long have had with virtuous beatrice now must gently end in joyful triumphs of a nuptial peace take heed our quarrel begin again and the end of this long treaty will but bring the war home to your own doors i'll venture 
"'Tis but providing good store of cradles for barricados to line my chamber. Be happy, Claudio, in your faithful Juliet. The persecutions of your loves are past. They feel not joy, who have not sorrow felt. We through afflictions make our way to heaven. Fool, I've a mind to marry your grandmother. She stays for you in the church, and will prove a sweet bedfellow, for she has not been buried above a month. Provost, open your prison gates, and make your prisoners free. The story of this day, when tis to future ages told, will seem a moral drawn from a poetic dream. End of Act 5 End of The Law Against Lovers by William Davenant